0: She's right, Hank. I'm not your guy. Why don't you wear the suit? You think I don't want to? I can't. I spent years wearing it. It took a toll on me. You're our only option. Before, Hope lost her mother She used to look at me like I was the greatest man in the world And now she looks at me And it's just disappointment It's too late for me But not for you This is your chance The chance to earn That look in your daughter's eyes To become the hero That she already thinks you are it's not about saving our world. It's about saving theirs. Gun Dan. that was a good speech. Scott, I need you to be the Ant-Man.
1: Back to Gundam at Mahq. This is one of your hosts, Neo, and joining me always is Soulbro and Chris. Guys, say something.
2: Good evening. Transformers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what did you did, did you
1: did you find one?
2: Yeah, I found one in a movie theater. It's so crazy, guys. <laughs> what it look like? It looked look like a truck. <laughs> but all sad and lonely. Oh. And then what happened? I, I put it you, they, in. They, wait,
3: is this is this John Travolta? <laughs>
1: hey, you're you're going a little oh, John Travolta there.
2: <laughs> what where?
1: <laughs> and. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, episode 170 of Gundam at Mahq, and uh, in this episode we're going to be doing. Wow, we're we're digging in, not digging too much into the crates, but we're doing. We're going back in time to do a uh, uh, review of a movie and two OVAS of uh, Crusher Joe. Um, crush, crush, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and they crushed us late 80s, early 90s. Uh, so we'll be doing our thoughts. Uh, quick snippets of the story things we like things we didn't like uh guys know the drill so um but uh guys anything as i saunter over to the lord larry king memorial news studio for some neos listener submitted news oh man hit us with it well joining you always in the gundam news tower in the Larry King Memorial News Studio. You
0: are the king! You are the king!
1: Some NEO's listeners submitted news, and if you ever have any news that's of the most urgency, just post it to the NEO's listeners submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Talk forum, and man, for the second time in I think as many episodes, the first poster out of the box is not Vent Noir. He is slipping. (laughs) It's it's, uh, for Tucka. And I believe this is a newer person, and he's got a link here to EW.com. I guess that's Entertainment Weekly, and I'm sh- I'm sure we've all kind of heard the news about this. There's an article here saying that Guillermo del Toro has confirmed that Pacific Rim 2 is not dead, so that's probably confirming that it is dead.
4: <laughs> it seems like
1: <laughs> any time that somebody says we have full faith that this is going to be made or that we're going to not fire this coach or this executive's not getting fired, a few days later, <laughs> they're fired. Uh, they, they just decide not to make it. So
2: <laughs> Also, anything that he works on.
1: Yeah, he's he's not.
2: He's cursed. He can, yeah, he And is. he knows it. That's why he yeah. said he's never going to work on video games again because of everything that's happened.
1: Yeah, so it says here, yeah, an entertainment weekly, just some things. Uh, I guess there's a kind of an indefinite hiatus when it comes to the production of this. Which means forever. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's saying here it squeaked only about 100 – the first movie squeaked only about 100 million domestically, made over 400 million in global, grossed about 111 in China alone. So some people, anonymous person says it's probably going to happen and – uh <laughs> you know so it's just one of those uh one of those situations so yeah we will uh <laughs> We will consider it. We'll, we'll just have to figure out if there's going to be an official announcement or it's just going to be one of those things like if nobody brings it up anymore, we'll just consider it done. <laughs> so. Thank you, Mr. Furtaka, for your submission. Oh, Vent Noir comes back, and he's got a quick one here. He has a link to uh, fafner Exodus Season 2 second ad that's being streamed right now. So if you want to check that out, click uh, Mr. Vent Noir's um, uh, link here oh the next one here comes from uh, rodimus 76 and wow this is near and dear to um chris's heart and, and probably mine too because i remember us being very big supporters of this first movie and it seems like the sequel uh is gonna it, it got its official name uh prometheus 2 is now going to be called alien paradise lost oh, yeah. so uh Chris, uh, as a um, you know, as a big fan of the first Prometheus, uh, are you excited now about Alien Paradise Lost?
2: that movie can go die in a fire oh <laughs> wow a flamethrower in Drew's fire
1: damn what, well, you want to hear what Ridley Scott said about this he says not really yeah well he's you're gonna hear it because he said it's actually gonna be called Paradise Lost and so Paradise 2 isn't Prometheus 2 isn't what you really thought it was gonna be you know the poem I doubt we'll ever been through it have you the poem's a book Paradise Lost yes we all know about it it sounds intellectual but there's a similarity to it and that's where it stops so, wow, uh, that's just a bunch of nonsense. And um,
2: Yeah, it's a bunch of nonsense to cover up that Fox probably really wants to just push yeah. the alien name for the franchise. Yeah. yeah. Also- Especially since I'm thinking... You know what? Uh, the renaming of this movie to Alien to me probably says that that Blomkamp movie is dead.
3: Um, they, he, he did ask for them to not make it for the time being for the fact that he wants to kind of uh, push a, his Prometheus storyline to the forefront. So um but I,
2: I, think I th- it's probably it's probably more that uh I don't I don't think the was chap- studios- bombed and fox was like yeah. eh, we don't really want this guy doing this movie anymore. Sure,
3: but they could find another director easy. I don't see them throwing away the chance of working with Sigourney Weaver and uh Bill Paxton. Uh, not Bill Paxton, but uh, uh Michael what? Bean again resurrecting their characters for uh, a kind of a new storyline. There's money to be made there. And I, I still think that movie's coming probably with a new a new staff probably since uh Camp has kind of been on a downward spiral. But
2: Trick a- Pony. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, really, Scott, you know he finally had a win—a col- win in the wind column with the Martians, so he's probably got a little bit more weight now. Now that he—he's uh, well, making, don't he's forget the well with Prometheus. that
2: Prometheus. Mm-hmm. made a lot of money despite yeah. being an awful movie so yeah see that's a lot the thing. of and I, a lot of people I, like it so. i know i'm
3: wrong i know you a lot wrong of people like that this. movie
2: and uh, i don't know why
3: yeah the critic rating on rotten tomatoes is not 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 bad at all it's like in the 70s and i thought right. it was an okay film it has problems but it, it it's it's i don't think it's the worst movie ever made though <laughs> no that that's oh. no country for old men but, oh come uh. on
0: <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs>
3: Oh,
1: i can't win go for it or, or space gloony oh. oh um damn. <laughs> or district Nine. Oh, or and the hits keep on coming <laughs> or oh i'm sorry the the ultimate worst movie star trek into dumbness
3: Ooh, god
1: dang Yo, so the stabbing thank you, <laughs> thank you mr Rodimus 76 for your submission oh. oh the next one here comes from brent noir and he's got more than just an a link to an ad more right than now. meets
2: the eye. Oh, he
1: does. He does. He's, he's read the Bible, the Bible, trans- the Transformers Bible. Oh, yeah, it's every night by my nightstand when I'm making crappy robots. <laughs> the Cade Yeager genius, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, hot daughter, can you go get me some warm milk as I read the Transformers Bible <laughs> <laughs> of Heart and Soul? Is that what? <laughs> It says here, it says here in Bumblebee chapter four, verse seven, a juiced out Bostonian with a bad Texas accent will find a transformer.
3: <laughs> a Bostonian Texan. <laughs> oh, who knew they made him that way?
1: Well, no, it it, it says a, a juiced up, uh, a mm. juiced up Bostonian with a bad Texas accent will uh you know that's Bumblebee, chapter four, verse seven. So
3: well, the uh, the prophecy came
1: true. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. So, oh man, Vett Noir is got a link here to Anime's new network. You guys, ever hear of a guy named Tamino? He's done something called Gundam. I don't know if you have you ever been exposed to this Gundam stuff.
3: Never heard of him. Never Probably sucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, what, do you, what, what can you say? Um, he's uh, talking about, he's discussing some things about a 2D fantasy robot anime that uh, he says he'd like to work on something like that. And uh, I guess he, he's kind of being old man here where he's like at the rise of modern 3D animation. <laughs> so he's like, I want to take everything back to 2D. <laughs> and uh, he's re, he's revealed that he's going to have a project and collaboration directing a new uh, anime work with many noble cre- notable creators on staff. So I guess we will keep you posted on this. He says there's m- many different projects that he's looking to do here. So, uh, And he's about to adapt an unnamed children's literary work uh, published uh, from autonomy uh, Shoten into a live-action film. So mm. there you go. Some interesting stuff. G Recco didn't keep that man down. He just kept going. He <laughs> can't so, be stopped. Cannot be stopped. Um, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from Burt, man. And I'm sure we've all heard about this. Link Anime News Network. And I, I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you guys. I'm going to see. I'm going to really see, Chris, if you really are the true arbiter of all that's uh, robot mecha out there. What's the new Macross uh, TV anime going to be called?
2: Robotech Academy.
1: <laughs> right? um, um, well you know what I want to see a Soul, a soul Bro uh, what is the new uh, Macross TV anime they, they released the logo they released uh-huh. the visual and the title uh, what, Chris says what Robotech Academy oh, yeah what?
2: Robotech Academy
1: Robotech Academy. what, what are you saying
3: you don't, you don't want me to spoil your news do you
2: because <laughs> I do know
3: <laughs> why don't you tell us what? it is called <laughs> Since uh, since I've been given the honor to say it, uh, Macross Delta. Macross Delta. You could have done That's that the- or, you, or you could have went in with the joke. Oh, but- yeah. <laughs> you-
2: <laughs> Jeez, man. Even when it's being teed up for you, you still have to ruin it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> oh,
3: sorry, Macross Triangle?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, yes.
1: Sobro screwed the pooch on this one. Yes, it's uh, official. The official websites for the next Macross franchise is going to be Macross, and it's the. Shape, you know, it's the symbol for a delta, of course, pronounced Macross Delta. And uh, they got the, uh, they also have a visual of it, which, you know, looks pretty cool, the title car- stuff. And um, let's see here. Uh, there's going to be more details re- uh, revealed on a project on October 29th. And it's gonna be live streamed. So uh, looks like they had some auditions for a new singer. Wow, eight thousand people came out for that. What? I guess that's well, I guess that's probably a good thing to. I'm sure in Japan, if you're able to get the to be the singer of a Macross show, it's it's probably a good career move, I would think. Mm,
3: yes. So, so, so yeah. what you're saying is when they have this uh this uh this preview is it, you said it's gonna be streamed.
1: O'clock. Yeah, it said here it's going to be called the Super Dimension Production Unveiling, uh, live streamed uh, October 29th at 12
3: p.m. You're, th- you're thinking we maybe may do another commentary uh, commentary session with that uh, on on live stream like we did with the, the what Iron is What is 12 o'clock p.m. here? P.m. for us is like. Oh, jeez. Well,
2: you know what? Let's discuss that's like one. Yeah, you know what? That's like, tw- that's like 12 or 1 a.m.
3: Yeah, it's like midnight for us yeah. or 1 a.m. Yeah, you're right. Depending on yeah. if uh, yeah. the time no. shift has happened. Yep. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever we'll see we'll, t- we'll see yes but there's
1: also some other news here the two macross films will receive a blu-ray release on december 24th and followed by it on january 29th the blu-ray releases of super dimension fortress macross do you remember love macross plus movie edition macross 7 uh the galaxy's the movie the galaxy's calling me so yeah lots of macross coming out so uh guys excited about some macross delta
2: oh yeah hey guys what about robotech academy i've been oh. waiting for that when's the first episode coming out
1: I'm, I'm sure once they get a few uh a few episodes of macross delta in the can they'll probably uh you know it'll be restylized for the american audience because we can't handle all that japanese stuff oh boy so <laughs> it'll probably be what like uh you know like uh, Br- bruce smith or something like that and <laughs> <laughs> his 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 older brother, uh, you know, uh, John Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you, Mr. Burtman, for for your submission. Oh, somebody, hieronymus seventy six. I'm not gonna do this, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do the caption here because I don't want to torture Chris anymore. He put another. I guess uh, Ridley Scott explained more about why Prometheus two is now an alien movie, but you know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to.
2: you uh... if you need to like ex- do all these convoluted explanations for just a stupid title for a movie that probably means that you're overdoing things
3: on top of that honestly that alien title that he threw out there hasn't even been approved by the studio yet so that may not even be the case in the long run they may change that name uh back to prometheus or go another route with that it's just something he he, man- he mentioned during a um a, a media junket for the martians so. okay who knows Well, i wasn't going to torture chris anymore i okay. just wanted to yeah, you just wanted i just the wanted,
1: I, I just wanted the door. to well, no. I just wanted to give some recognition to Rodimus seventy six for posting it, mm-hmm. but letting him know that the reason why we're not going into it is because it'll kill Chris, oh, boy. Uh, and, and we don't want that to happen. So, uh, thank you, mister Rodimus seventy six, for that submission. Oh, the next one here comes from double Cat, and uh, you mean the we, Black Cat. The, is that Black Cat?
3: Oh, the, the black, black Cat. Yeah.
1: Phonics. It's not my not my first or second language. Mm-hmm. So it's about that. Um, <clears throat> But it looks here that uh, this Tomino guy, again, he gets around. I don't know what his whole thing is, but uh, he's talking about something called G-Reconquista. You guys ever see that? You ever see that show? I don't remember it. Well, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> the, he, uh, it, uh, Mr. Tomino had revealed in a live stream Gundam Cafe interview back on August 27, 2015, that uh, G-Reconquista actually takes place five years after Tarek. Hey. Gundam. So five hundred years. Five hundred years. What'd I say? Five. Five. Oh, five? Yes.
2: Yeah, there's a little bit of difference.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Maybe I wanted it five years after. (laughs) Sorry about that. Five hundred years. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Editor.
2: Which which makes no sense nope. is not possible and is not what Sunrise says. So I think he's just a crazy old man off his. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, yeah,
1: I think he's um, going off his rocker here. So uh,
2: they have a uh, the Black
1: Hat actually posted the um, the uh, article with the interview and stuff on there. Check it out. So There's definitely some interesting things. But yeah, it's, it sounds like he's just a confused old man <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so oh, wow. he knows. Oh, the black cat comes back, and uh, you know once again this is some Gundam Extreme Versus uh, news for Soulbro because I'm big on your PS Vita, right? Oh no! English localization for Gundam Extreme Versus Force. So um, it says here the Asian release of the game will apparently receive a full English localization.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: The Vita is region free players should be able to import the Asian version. So you got that on your pre-orders,
3: huh? Uh,
2: Yeah, because those Extreme Versus games have so much English text that needs to be translated.
3: I'm glad it happened. The thing about this game, though, is it's kind of a placeholder game. It's not really going to have much when it comes to online anyway. They just revealed that recently, so... Um, I'm, I think it's cool it's coming out for anybody who owns a Vita, and I'm not going to sit here and knock it. I won't be getting a Vita or a Vita TV for this game. We don't even know if it's going to be on the white list for the Vita TV so um, Vita
2: tv is a joke yeah well the vita is a joke sorry Dollar.
3: (laughs) but i just i just can't see spending money on that especially since the main competition game is going to be maxi boost and we know that's inevitably going to come to consoles it's just a matter of when someone had mentioned to me that the big reason why they're releasing this game on the vita for the most part is that they are not going to release um the next game maxi boost on both consoles ps4 and ps3 and they're waiting for enough time for ps3 to phase out before they roll out maxi boost so they just shot gave the maxi boost another shot in the arm for arcades so it's probably gonna be around for another year and maybe we'll see it on ps4 come uh 2017 or something so i i, I think this game looks good and i hope people enjoy it when it comes out and i'm sure we'll talk about it on uh, ex versus the gun Damnation.
1: I'm sure you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you, Mr. The Black Cat, for your submission. And, and sorry that I uh, butchered your name at the beginning there. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, Solbro's here to correct me. So, you know, that's hey, you why we have... all the time, bro. That's why we have... Oh <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you props. Hey, I well, mean, thank I'm you, sir. I'm saying that's, you know, we're all here to correct us. Just mm-hmm. like Chris corrected me earlier about five years. That's <laughs> been interesting. <laughs> but, you know, hey... <laughs> Thank you for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from Vent Noir. And I, I'll actually be honest with you. I'm actually kind of disappointed that Vent Noir did this and not a certain Peter from Canada because lo- he's got a link here that the Muvla visual novel, Localization Kickstarter, reached its goal. I know, uh, Chris, you probably donated to this. Uh, are, are you happy to hear that it actually reached its goal of uh, 250000 last Friday? No. This was- no? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I didn't donate, sorry, Peter.
1: Oh, so, bro, I know you probably donated, right? Oh, yeah, my pocket lint. <laughs> no, they don't take pocket lint. Oh, damn it!
2: What about bananas? <laughs>
1: oh. I got well, some peels for. One. And,
2: and empty dreams.
1: Well, you know, it's it's slated to come out in March of 2016, and it's pretty interesting. They actually, it says at the time of printing this article on a and n that they had four hundred and twenty six thousand dollars <laughs> uh much much above almost double their uh initial goals so there you go thank right. you mr Vent noir and
3: uh what, what were you gonna say so no you're, pretty you're, cool it was pretty cool they reached their goal I'm, I'm I'm happy for them and i hope it leads to uh more success yeah, yeah. well no, from the help of you
1: <laughs> i mean it's, but that's okay and Ben Noir gives a—he's uh, got a link here for a—and I'm, you know, I encourage everybody to go to this. It's the animated TV spot for the Toyota's Gundam-inspired car. You oh yes, yeah. so it's
3: got your favorite character in it too, man. Oh, oh Lala, man, she makes an appearance uh, throughout the video, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Committing the sacrilege of piloting uh Zaku Two commander type.
3: Ugh. <laughs> so it's—it's it's, she, she's she's basically what'd you call uh, Luna Mario when she was piloting her. uh? Her her uh, her red zaku. What was it again? Be oh. the name of the red. Yeah, of the be red smirched
1: the name of the red zaku. Yeah, so is that
3: what she's doing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Luna Maria is the triple threat too, because I mean, she not only did that, but she also did uh, did the poor impulse. Even though Ooh. most of her combination and fight scenes were, you know, courtesy of Shin. But <laughs> of course,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we use those frames. <laughs> Oh man! Slice so. apart all them Windom's in the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
1: It's like, wow, she's as good as shit. Why didn't she get her own uh, her own Gundam? Oh uh, wait, why does she need his old Gundam? But whatever. Uh, so thank you, Mister Ventvar, for uh, your submission there. Oh, uh, the next one here comes from EA Net Dude, and I don't think we've we've kind of hit this, but um, it, it's also uh, talking about the Pacific Rim. Um, debacle here. It looks like, uh, sources, variety, universal pictures is, says it's temporarily removed Pacific Rim from its calendar, mm. promising a more immersive
3: experience. So, <laughs> wow, that's some corporate speak to say, <laughs> you know, more, the more immersive, immersive
2: ex- meaning cancelled.
3: Yeah, the immersive experience <laughs> meaning, uh, pitch perfect three, cause that's what it got replaced with. <laughs> So um, thank you, Mr. It's it's
2: more immersive Uh, in your imagination because that's the only place it'll exist.
3: Oh, man. It still hurts my heart to hear this freaking news.
1: (laughs) You know, I I do like this episode of the news, though, because we're getting a lot of business education with all these, you know, (laughs) how big companies work. Immersive. (laughs) Immersive (laughs) equals not going (laughs) to (laughs) happen.
2: Temporary hiatus. (laughs) So. It's Thank you. Uh, corporate newspeak at its best.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thank you, Mr. EA Netto for your submission. Oh, Vent Noir comes back with, uh, says that um, Crunchyroll, you guys have heard that, it's going to mm-hmm. stream Fofner Exodus Season 2. Hell yeah. So anybody that's part of Crunchyroll and you like the Fofner and you like Exodus and you watch Season 1, well, you can watch Season 2 on
2: Crunchyroll. And you could uh, read the reviews of Season 2 on MHq courtesy of Peter from Canada.
1: Nice. Nice. Oh, Look at that. Peter from Canada. Who oh. knew work? Yeah. Yeah, getting that outsourcing, outsourcing those Mecca reviews, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Typical big corporate mindset. Yep. <laughs> taking those taking jobs from poor US Mecca review writers. <laughs> now, and giving them to cheaper cheaper ones overseas. Or
2: in this case Canadian, <laughs> overseas. Yeah, or across the, borders. The- the, the people I don't pay in America are having their jobs stolen by the people I don't pay in Canada. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. You're part of the problem.
2: Yes, <laughs> I know. the solution. <laughs> I'm, I'm a disruptor. I like to disrupt, okay? Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> it's the Uber of reviews.
2: You can find me at TechCrunch Disrupt, disrupting <laughs> things in a disruptive manner, disruptively. That's what's up. <laughs> oh
1: <my laughs> so thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh, and Burtman 4 comes back, and there's more Crunchyroll in the news. Mm. It looks like Crunchyroll is going to simulcast Mobile Suit Gundam Shirtless Orphans I mean, Iron-Blooded Orphans, not Furless <laughs> Orphans. What am I saying here? But, um, yeah, you guys have heard of this. Iron Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Uh, yeah, they're going to be simulcasting the anime series, so mm-hmm. check that out.
2: Also uh, on Hulu, but Plus, subscription required. Oh, Plus? Oh,
1: I have Plus. Yeah. Plus is the new premium thing where, like... They're charging you more to take out the commercial. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Plus is the subscription service they've always had. The,
1: yeah, but they added the new one too. They added
2: the new tier to remove all yeah. the advertisements that but cost But if you more.
1: have plus you can you can stream it. Oh, perfect. You can.
2: Uh but the only the only place to see uh shirtless orphans for free in North America is uh Dice Yep. Yeah. Because despite Bandai's press release, uh the gunum dot info YouTube channel is once again blocked. Yep. Even though they said that that was going to be one of the outlets to watch in North America, but they... Wrong. So they're not doing something like
3: they're going to delay it a week and then open up that particular episode to... It makes no
2: sense why you would even do that. uh, They said that it would... They didn't indicate that there would be any delay or lag of that type. Mm -hmm. It just... Popped up online, and if you're an American, you clicked on it. And said uploader is not made available in your country. It's oh. like okay, same old, same old. Bandai yeah. ran into can't br- Get anything right? Ran into that brick wall Sunday morning. Yo, yo,
3: Orphans is out. It's like oh shoot, that's right. It's the fourth. I go to the YouTube link. It's like hey, uh, you can't watch this, you filthy American. I was like that's great. And then like five seconds later, someone hit me with the Daisuke link. So I was like thank God. So I'm glad to see it's able to be watched, and it's good to see Daisuke actually have uh new content that uh, I can I can check out. Especially the new Gundam series.
2: I, I mean, no offense to Daisuke, but I don't even see why anyone would bother giving them new content. Because they're supposed to be replaced by a new service oh, wow. that does the exact same thing. So why why keep the sick man on life support? Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that part I
3: did not know. But uh, that that's that sucks. Well,
2: Maybe if you listen to Neo's Lizard Summary News Topics, you I, would.
3: Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. <laughs>
2: And, and sometimes you interrupt them. Sometimes I do. <laughs> and, and you know what? There's some, there's,
1: there's some and I'm, I'm also, this next article comes from Noir, but I wish Peter from Canada had done this too, because it looks like there was a Muv Love Kickstarter for a game on the PS Vita. It also hit its goal. Yo, well, the so, Vita man, Move Love everywhere for everyone. Yes, wow. it met its $500,000 goal. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be the, uh, English PC port of Photon Melodies and, uh, Photon Flowers. Hmm. So, and it looks like they were wanting 500 grand at the time of this article being printed, which is about, about two days ago. It had 522,000 us. So man, love, love everywhere. But I'm very disappointed that. I'm not seeing Peter from Canada submitting these. Oh, because I thought he was the m- m- of aficionado. but we found out that Chris has got him in the Canadian salt mines, the Canadian Mecca review mines, you know, churning out um, mecha reviews that should be done by um, unpaid American workers, yes. as opposed to unpaid Canadian workers. So. Mm. But you know, can't have everything.: Oh, last one here of just some regular news. RX90. Rx-92 and uh, you know Funimation some call us some of us call it Funimation. We'll that uh that Yeah, I mean, it's tomato, <laughs> tomato. But uh, they, they announced a plan, in quotes, release time span of Evangelion 3.33 as early 2016. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so all those people eagerly awaiting the fourteen thousand retelling of the Evangelion story, you, you can check that out. Yeah, the so the worst here.
2: installment yet of it.
1: <laughs> yeah um i'm gonna hold my tongue on that one um uh, yeah it's uh the planned release on blu-ray um they originally planned to release it on february 18th of 2014 but that changed so now they're looking uh early 2016 so it's of course it's called you Cannot redo so
2: even though it has the you know the redone effects for for the home version
1: yeah yeah so you know so okay.
2: apparently you you can redo
1: yeah I, you know you can redo redo and redo so you know what are you gonna do um redo eh, redo <laughs> again <laughs>
2: what are you gonna redo I
1: uh, yeah i i just i don't know but um thank you for your submission and Soulbro. you know what time it's oh, it the is. apocalypse is coming you're ready to the get your purple apocalypse. Lasers. <laughs> yes
0: is neo so
3: robophobic.:
1: And the first one here comes from, and this is very disturbing news, this is, I haven't been this disturbed about some uh, robot apocalypse news in a long time. This is coming from Rodimus76, and he's got a link here that says there is a dog robot. Now so you see, dogs are supposed to be used for humans' benefit to identify robots, but now there are dog robots, mm. and this dog robot launches a drone from its back, Ooh. yes. This is even worse. Yeah. So, yeah, these, the pictures and the videos are just completely, uh, disturbing. And I call all of the people of the human alliance, resistance league to, uh, you know, we need to keep ban this because robot dogs are supposed to be our friends in the fight against the, the, uh, the hard drive menace. So, and
2: cats and, and cat. Roomba, Roomba riding cats.
1: Well, Roomba riding cats, those are, those are the minions of our dark overlords, our solid state overlords. <laughs> so, I mean. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. Wow, this is kind of interesting. Next one here comes from Ryder Kabuto, and it says... uh the day after some Target workers voted to unionize, they've been Target announced they're going to replace those people with a fleet of robot
3: workers. Oh. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the new paradigm. <laughs> so, if I if I remember from Neo's news way back when, Target was already testing these robot workers in some yeah. of their smaller stores. So that sucks. It, <laughs> just
1: this is here, just the days after pharmacy workers from a Brooklyn Target mm-hmm. formed the union. The company announced to replace their employees <laughs> with the robots in the near future
2: your positions uh, have been erased
1: that's <laughs> here uh, terminated both. yeah this is uh oh, no. casey casey carl the key the chief technology and strategy officer or um robo collaborator is what we like to call them mm-hmm. um, at target announced uh, plans to develop an automation systems and replace workers with robots in the retail locations as part of the new tech star's <laughs> They have a Pretzi Skynet, an industry leader with a reputation of accelerating startups. So I'm sure that won't work. Accelerating
2: um, the apocalypse,
1: exactly. One app at a time. So um,
2: <laughs> did 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 they quote uh, their lead systems engineer, Miles Dyson? <laughs> yes. oh, oh,
1: oh. No, no, no. They they don't have anything from the systems engineers. They're they're probably trying to keep that under wraps. So, um, but yeah. So that's it on. The robot apocalypse news, and now for really the best news—the the the news that everybody cares about. You know, grab your grab your sorbet for some sorbet news. Yes.
0: Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh my God, that's bullshit! What the?
1: Dude, can we uh, bring the brewskis? Yes, because everybody loves. This is the best part about it. And the first one here comes from the shade, and it looks like this is from some IndieWire video blog. And it says six reasons why you should respect Sir Bay. And the, the first one is, you know what? I'll go from uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go from the top here because the way he's got it written. The first one here is Michael Bay is respected by the people who actually make movies, as opposed to the critics who hate him. That's true. Uh, number two, he does things his way, even though he knows people won't like him. Hey, got it. You got to give it to the man. Anybody that can stand up to their morals and their ideology or something like that. You got to give that to him. Mm-hmm. Number three. He's actually a genius who pays meticulous attention to detail. Mm. Yeah. I could probably see that. Depends what detail is. Soul bro. Just because he's not recreating generation one doesn't mean he did not detailed. Number four. He doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. His determination made Bad Boys 1 possible and made stars out of its two leads. That's true. He's, he's, I'm sorry.
2: He's, did, did you write this article? No, no. This, <laughs> this, this is not. This are, is, are, not. Are, is, are you, is this like sock puppeting going on right no, now? no, no. This
1: is on a an, on a website, and Mister the Shade had linked this, and he put it down on here. No, these wrote, are things that wrote I this who
3: wrote this article. actually It's actually, <laughs> it's actually the article is a uh, is is a kind of a IndieWire. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, the article is kind of like an overview of a video that was made by um I think Cinefix or something. But yeah, go ahead, Neo. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's from IndieWire.com, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it's it's the title
1: here is Watch Six Reasons to Watch Michael Bay, and yeah, so yeah, yeah some. Somebody's somebody's talking about. Number four or number five, mm-hmm. he jump-started the careers of the aforementioned Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Also boosted the star power of Nicolas Cage and gave Goofle Boof his big break. That is true.
2: Well, those, those are that—that's that, a horrible uh,
1: <laughs> well, thing.
3: Boof one is, but what about and these? Nicolas Cage? Oh, come on, man! Why oh. do you hate on oh. Nick Cage?
2: No,
1: Nick,
3: Nick Cage sh- is actually a, a phenomenal actor that the internet has turned <laughs> inside out. It's not
2: his fault. Oh, his, obviously, his I, career when Nick it's first. Nick Cage worst. is not a phenomenal actor. He
3: is a phenomenal actor. Have you not seen? like his earlier work or, or the fact the man has you well, he, know he puts 110 percent. he takes crap jobs now but he he kind of got screwed over financially and he's he's taking those garbage jobs but he, he's eccentric i'll give you that but you know when he takes a role on he actually is he very has good become at he a parody yeah because the internet turned him inside out and i'm not i'm not down with that they just completely ruined the man and, and hey, completely screwed him hey, just because no one did. told no one told him to do left behind and hey, no one told him to do uh the wicker man either <laughs> But, but you know what?
1: I kind of, I kind after watching Man of Steel, I kind of wanted to see his, his him as Superman.
3: <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, watch that documentary. Uh, the uh, the death of Superman lives. What happened? It's very informative as to what uh, happened yeah. wrong behind that movie. Yes. And uh, he, I think Nicolas Cage would have would have had a decent a decent uh, interpretation of Superman. I wouldn't say it would be the best. Been, he would
2: have been horrible.
3: Watch that documentary. You might change your mind. You might no, change your he's, mind. He's, he's a horrible actor. No, he's not horrible at all. <laughs> well, okay, okay. This. But is anyway, go ahead. This go ahead. Go ahead. The Cage go, go
1: ahead. <laughs> stuff, even though we do like the Nick Cage here, mm-hmm. and the last one here is Serbe. <laughs> these are reasons why you should respect Serbe, and this is the sixth and final reason. Not, no. Well, there's many others, but these yeah. are some of the the big highlights. He is shamelessly copy. He is a shamelessly copycatted innovator. Mm-hmm. His camera shooting style has been copied and set the trend for most movies in the last 20 years. Yeah. And yeah, that's true because everybody steals the 360 camera slow motion pan Neo I mean, did you
3: watch the video Yes you no, watched the video No I I, I don't I, need to. I wrote it Oh wait <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I will say that the video is definitely worth watching. Uh I'll watch it's on, it. it's on YouTube. It's probably stuff I've been dude, saying all the time. The things they bring up, I couldn't argue. Like um yeah. the, and the guy who did the video, here's the biggest funniest thing about the video. Watch it to the end because when you see the end, Michael Bay shot the dude who's narrating and who wrote the video. He shot the dude in a Burger King commercial for one of the Transformers movies. Uh oh. and they show a clip of it at the end of the, at the, at the video and he says, "And yes, he was an absolute asshole to me." <laughs> He's, he's so the dude funny. who did the video doesn't even like him, but he did fuck. He did give him the you props don't have that to, he respected. You don't have yeah. to like – yeah. You, it's, yeah. It, remember that one time off mm-hmm. that
1: I had that – we had that discussion about Floyd Mayweather Jr. Is oh, yeah. You don't have to like the guy, but you have to respect oh, yeah. what he's done in his craft. Yeah.
3: All the points he brings yeah. up in that video, absolutely on target. Yeah. On target. Yeah. And, and when it comes to action, Michael Bay has – has definitely brought a lot to set pieces and whatnot. Innovator. that that is definitely his strength yeah. and yeah he doesn't he doesn't he even shat on steven spielberg when he met him when the video when when michael bay was an intern for lucasfilm believe that when he was an intern for lucasfilm he met michael he met uh steven spielberg there and he said some rude shit to him <laughs> and from that they forged a relationship believe that or not it's freaking amazing no
1: so, I, I do kind of believe that because was oh. probably at a time when everybody thought spielberg could do no wrong oh. everybody's telling him and this guy's like hey look your stuff's kind of crappy so i was on the uh, floor
3: after i watched that video i don't know what to say but uh
1: yeah i'll, I'll check it out and, it, and 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 of course i think i think all gundam uh listeners this should be required viewing right you know just like um you know some other things it's definitely required viewing so we'll make it available to you but um thank you mr the shade for your submission oh uh, mr the shade comes back wait no no wait what oh. hold on what
2: where <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. No. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. <What>? No. <laughs>
1: so I think it's the computers. It's Skynet getting after me about uh, some of the stuff I said in the robot apocalypse. It oh, is terrifying. The next one here comes from uh, uh, Rodimus76. And oh. he's, got a, he's got a link here that, Survey. he posted a tribute to talented aerial photographer Alan Perwin. I think this is, is this the guy that died in that plane crash not too long ago? Yeah, he died, in, he died working on the new Doug Lynam, Tom Cruise film Meta in Columbia. Oh, He's wow. killed in a plane crash. Had yeah, heard about this, and it's like about a week or so ago. So I guess uh, Sir Bay on his Twitter page posted a um, um, you know a tribute to this guy once again. So uh, you know Surbe helping the people, making dreams happen, mm-hmm. keeping the memory of others that worked with him on. So thank you, Mister Rodimus Seventy Six, for your submission. And the last one here comes from well EA Net dude. He seems like he is the chief Surbe correspondent. So. Um, <laughs> You know, we we, we we sometimes bring up about um, a certain guy finding a transformer and uh, the future of that franchise. But uh, it's uh, Mr. EA Net, dude. It's got a link here from Collider, and it looks like all for all you out there that were worried about there wasn't going to be any more Transformers in the next couple of years. Well, guess what? The films have been mapped out for the next ten years. Yes, a decade of excellence is coming. Transformers films have been set. It looks like uh, we're going to see a new movie from uh, or a decade to- of
2: darkness. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure 4chan, that's their thing um, You're going to see a new Transformers movie Coming from Hasbro and Paramount and Michael Bay and Partners uh, For the next 10 years So uh, they got some uh, some writers going on uh, Their ri- writers are writing stuff and hey, gonna You to
2: t- get used to me boys I'm going to be sticking around a lot yeah.
1: They said here there's Transformers 5 is on the way So is 6, 7, and 8 So um, man, this is going to yeah.
2: be I'm going mean, to be a Transformer
1: Man, well, you—I wonder. I wonder if, tra- and in Transformers Eight, if finally Cade becomes a transformer. Oh, he only found a video.
2: I'm going to have sex with a transformer <laughs>
3: in Part Nine. He will become a headmaster or something. So dumb. Oh my god.
2: I'll be master and, and of, course, of your head.
3: Of course, this was uh,
1: confirmed by Hasbro studio president Steven Davis. So the, the, uh,
3: the good news to come out of this is that uh, they also map out the uh, the next ten years for TV and video games for Transformers too. So. Maybe some of those would be oh, well,
1: awesome. Thank you for uh, crapping on the rest of my story there. Oh, but that, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. Know, I, didn't,
3: I didn't see that in the article. Oh, bought...
1: <laughs> no, I, I clicked onto the article. Oh, my so, bad. My bad. Yeah, fix yeah, my face. So, uh, yeah. So um, yeah, they're going to be um, yes. So yes, like Solbro said, there's going to be some uh, TV and video game offerings. And and I, yeah, that picture of Surpe right there, where he's right in front of the helicopter. That's <laughs> impressive.
2: I mean, I'm. I'm going to hazard a guess about this plan of TV shows and video games. Mm-hmm. Okay. There will be multiple installments. Yes. They will feature characters in a setting on Earth where Autobots will fight Decepticons.
3: Oh man. Who knew? That's what I'm predicting. Uh,
2: uh, who knew? You know okay.
3: what? We're, uh, tomorrow. Up hey, this- I
1: I won up you on that. I think when they fight them, the Autobots are going to be helped by humans. Who knows? By, of-
2: no. By annoying human children. Ah.
3: Uh, oh yeah, so annoying human children.
2: And of course, it will have no heart and soul.
3: Of course no, not. not. Yeah. Hey, you know what though? Uh, tomorrow, uh, as of this recording, tomorrow uh, Transformers Devata- Devastation comes out, made by Platinum Games, and it looks it looks great, and it's that heart and soul that we've always wanted, man. Generation One. So yeah, uh, it
2: doesn't have Cade Jaeger in it. Oh my God!
3: well they were already effing up?
2: No, no. <laughs> not even his DLC. Whoa! There's Bud Light everywhere. Look at all this beer! Get down here and help me drink this! You better have insurance!
0: Insurance? It's
3: freaking Bud Light all over the ground! I don't trust guys that don't like free beer! Let's go! Step it up, man. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, so is this is this uh, this is in Transformers: Devastation, presented to you by Bud Light.
3: Oh, let's hope so. I hope that there's a Bud Light DLC mission. Let's go.
1: <laughs> that, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> All right, Bumblebee needs to take three cases of beer from the frat house to the to, to the be- to the beach house in Panama City for spring break. Can he do it? <laughs> Oh, no, Decepticons have shown up. Bumblebee, what are you going to do? You know, or, or whatever he does.
3: Special appearance by Kay Diego.
1: I mean, I made. I mean. <laughs> yeah.
2: He chooses Bud Light. What? No, Wait, what? Smooth flavor.
1: All right. This mission is for Bumblebee. What human do you choose? goof move? No, 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 no.
2: <laughs>
1: K Diego. Hey, pick me. I love Transformers. You want some of that K Diego genius? <laughs>
2: Who, who would you it's, pick, though? It's, a, it's an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> who, who would you pick, though, if if you had to pick one of those humans? Would,
1: would you be... All right, uh, Soul Bro, if, if we were doing this mission in this new this new Transformers game, and you had to pick a human to help Bumblebee get this beer from the frat house, the mm. beach house, would you either be goof boof star of the first three Transformers films, or... K. Jaeger, the new breakout star of the fourth Transformer. So, what, what, what would you would you like to be a Spaz or Bostonian that takes a lot of steroids and has bad Texas accent? Oh,
3: K. Jaeger all day, man. We got to We got We, we got going go on them Bud Lights.
1: <laughs> Chris, I, I throw this to you, sir. Beats right.
2: <laughs> who, who do you think I'm going to choose? Unanimous. <laughs> <Dude>, <laughs>
1: Well, that's great. We've got four more, four more movies of Cade Yeager, plus the game. So no, yeah, let's
3: have two, two evils.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pick up Transformers: Devastation, presented to you by uh, Bud Light in association with Doritos and Tostitos, along with Geico, <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and, and, for- beats <laughs> and Beats by Dre. Beats by No, I want the pill. <laughs> Available to you on the Android and (laughs) And don't you forget, don't you forget, Oreo bot? All right.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Anet, for your submission. Thank you, all people, for your submissions. And if you ever have any uh, exciting news uh, to, to, to send to Gundam, just go to the nearest submit the news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mechatalk forum. And uh, Chris, is there? Are we? Is, is this going to be one of the final times of the old timey? Do we have a little bit of the old timey?
2: Oh, we still got quite a bit to go. But oh, okay, uh, it's not dead we're Uh, The first one comes from Zero the Mass Knight, who says this is Lucifer's monologue from Sandman and also Lucifer. Mm. You also rule a world, Morpheus, a world of sleepers and dreamers, of stories, a simple place compared to hell. I envy you. Can you imagine what it was like? Ten billion years spent providing a place for dead mortals to torture themselves? And like all masochists, they called the shots. Burn me! Freeze me! Eat me! Hurt me! And we did! Why do they blame me for all their little failings? (laughs) They use my name as if I spent my entire day sitting on their shoulders, forcing them to commit acts they would otherwise find repulsive. The devil made me do it. I have never made one of them do anything. Never! And then they come here having transgressed against what they believe to be right and expect us to fulfill their desire for pain and retribution. I don't make them come here. They talk of me going around and buying souls like a fishwife come market day, never stopping to ask themselves why. I need no souls. And how can anyone own a soul? No, they belong to themselves. They just hate to have to face up to it.
3: (laughs) It's soon to be seen on television.
4: (coughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is from a fear junkie. He has two back to back. I'm only gonna do the first. Mm. The second one's kind of long. And this one has some in- instructions for Solbro. Oh no! Along the way, they always do. Good evening, Gotham and Gothamites everywhere. Thought I'd take some time out of my oh-so-busy schedule to say hi and make a few not-so-veiled threats. So, hello! Goodbye! You're all going to die! Ah, Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha! Oh! Sorry! Sorry! Sometimes I just kill me! Especially when I think about killing you! But hey, before we get to the wholesale destruction part of our experience, let's pick out a few of our favorite sons for a special shout-out. Henry Claridge, I'm looking at you, old boy, and your future looks dim indeed. In fact, if I were a psychic, I'd say the bell would certainly be tolling for thee tonight at midnight. (laughs) Oh, what the hell, I'll say it anyway. You die at midnight, Henry, and then we can have a good laugh at your expense. Bang! (laughs) The heck is this? Guess you can't trust old ammo. Luckily, I brought backup. Ah ha 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 ha.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I hope you enjoyed it, Fear Junkie, and thank you.
2: And I'm going to skip over some stuff. Uh, another one from Fear Junkie that's uh, a little short. This one's from uh, GTA 5's in game radio talk shows. Ooh. So, that's sure always good. Yeah. It all makes sense, because you eat peanut butter ice cream. You're going to get diarrhea, and you're going to have ants in your pants. Are they eating the butter? They eating the zoinks. What you think they eating? Ants eating your zoinks. Because you done ate all that peanut butter and that damn ice cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> I
1: actually wish they would have done the, uh, the Tr- Trevor Trevor's a hipster monologue. That one's pretty
2: funny. <laughs> Next up is vent noir mutley, you snickering fluffy eared hound when courage is needed you're never around those medals you wear on your moth eaten chest should be there for bungling at which you are best so stop the pigeon 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 stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. Stop the pigeon how nab him jab him tab him "'Grab him! Stop that pigeon now! "'You, silly! Stop sneaking! It's not worth the chance! "'For you will be returned by the seat of your pants!' And clunk, you invent me a -a thingamabob that catches that pigeon, or I'll lose my job. (laughs) So stop the pigeon, 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 pigeon how? Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. (laughs) (laughs) Was this dirt dastardly? (laughs) Well, do you know that was the universe part that said
3: oh. Muttley, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never heard that before.
2: Uh, oh, here's one for, uh, for the objectivists uh, from Fear Junkie. I am Andrew Ryan, and I'm here to ask you a question. Oh. Is a man not entitled to the sweat of his brow? No, says the man in Washington. It belongs to the poor. No, says the man in the Vatican. It belongs to God. No, says the man in Moscow. It belongs to everyone. I reject those answers. Instead, I choose something different. I choose the impossible. I choose... Rapture, a city where the artist would not fear the censor, where the scientist would not be bound by petty morality, where the great would not be constrained by the small, and with the sweat of your brow, Rapture can become your city as well. Ooh!
3: (laughs) I want to crack open a book of Atlas. Shrugged. Or or, or the Fountainhead. (gasps) Who knew?
2: Oh, uh, we we only have, guys, two entries left, so we're going to finish it. Oh, this is the (laughs) end. Wow. (laughs) This is the end. Oh, damn. Uh, This next one comes from Fear Junkie as well. I come from the net, through systems, people, and cities, to this place, Mainframe, my format, Guardian. To mend and defend. To defend my newfound friends, their hopes and dreams, and to defend them from their enemies. They say the user lives outside the net and inputs games for pleasure. No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out. (laughs) Reboot!
3: Looks like somebody's a fan.
2: Yeah, and our very last one comes from Yokozuna Bulldozer. The last one ever. Oh, man. For the old-timey drama hour. So this is from the other guys. <laughs> okay, first off, a lion swimming in the ocean. Lions don't like water. If you placed it near a river or some sort of fresh water source, that makes sense. But you find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot wave, I'm assuming off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a fully-grown 800-pound tuna with 20 or 30 friends. You lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. And guess what? You've wandered into our school of tuna, and now we have a taste of lion. We've talked to ourselves. We've communicated and said, you know what? Lion tastes good. Let's go get some more lion. (laughs) We've developed a system to establish a beachhead and aggressively hunt you and your family. And we will corner your pride, your children, Your offspring! (laughs)
3: Oh my god. I love that movie. (laughs) Yo, not only does it. Not only did Will Ferrell read this monologue, and the movie features uh, your boy,
2: I think I found a Will Ferrell.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. It's like Six Degrees of freaking
1: Mark Mark Wahlberg Wahlberg today. Hell yeah, man. Six Degrees of Kate Yeager. Yeah. Now, now, Chris, I just. uh, I want to clear this up. There is a rumor going around the internet that. you're actually replacing the old timey with the Kate Yeager uh, old timey, where it's, you're going to be doing Kate Yeager voices. Is, 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 is this true? Any any truth to this?
2: That rumor is completely unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> an Optimus and policing my daughter's sex life.
1: That be Romeo Romeo and Juliet
3: rule. <laughs> you got to fight to get that to get that revoked. <laughs> oh man fun stuff
2: so that is it forever for the old-timey drama hour thank you everyone for your submissions you made it fun while it lasted so i will turn it back to you neil well on that sad no we're
1: gonna go to our uh our only topic of the night so uh, you're listening to Gundam and a
0: hq (laughs) crush Calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. This is uh, is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with I'll go. Damn it! In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Enemy Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, Let's go again.
1: From a time long ago, in a basement far away. There comes a time when there's only one hero to protect us all from the trolls. Warranted and unwarranted.
0: Is it him?
1: Against Gundam C Destiny.
0: It appears Destiny is firmly on my side. what? There stands a man who alone
1: will defend the honor of said show for all to enjoy.
0: You're something that shouldn't have been allowed to exist, boy! Just shut up!
1: His name rings out and is like curses to those evil yours
0: If people learned of your existence, they would want to be just as you are! That name? CHAMMAN 025! DEFENDER OF DESTINY! You shouldn't blame me! This is mankind's dream! Mankind's desire!
2: Mankind's destiny!
1: Coming this fall on WSBR, your home for DVR hits.
2: This is pretty cool. Don't talk down to me like I'm a kid. I
1: totally dig being on my own. Plus, I can eat all the pizza I want.
2: Didn't I tell you for years to go easy on the pizza? And don't tell me that's all you're eating every day. God, you're pathetic, you know that?
1: Please don't talk to me like you're my mom. You're not the maternal.
3: That's enough. Look, you better explain this. I don't give a damn about your personal life. Start
4: talking.
2: Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ, and we are going to crush it right now as we discuss uh, the anime classic Crusher Joe, both the movie and the two-part OVA. So a little bit of background. um, The series is based on a series of novels by Haruka Takachiyo, who is one of the founders of Studio New. Hmm. And wrote these novels, which were then adapted into anime. And the movie, which was released in 1983, I believe, although I'm not certain about this, was Sunrise's first original feature film. Oh, wow. And was notably directed and with unmistakable character designs by Yaz himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. So uh, Crusher Joe, What? what is Crusher Joe? It's a sci-fi space opera set in the future where in the 22nd century where humanity has spread out and colonized many worlds and they're a group of people who would uh, crush asteroids <laughs> and help clear the space lanes for travel and for doing this work they became known as crushers. But then they sort of stuck around and evolved into mercenaries. Mm -hmm. Although they have uh, strict regulations governing the types of jobs they take. So the story focuses on one specific team, Joe, who is um, headstrong, reckless and impulsive leader. He's pretty young, he's only 19, and his dad, Crusher Dan, was one of the very first crushers and helped create the organization. Then there's his right-hand man, Talos, who's kind of Frankenstein-looking and is heavily uh, cyber- Mm cyborgified. There's Alfin, the cute girl slash navigator slash former princess. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Ricky, the young, annoying kid who... um, just staple to staple of anime back then yeah and then uh, dongo the homicidal robot because <laughs> he sounds like he's always about to murder everybody oh yeah well that and <laughs> he's uh, is a porn addiction too yes <laughs> yeah so the movie opens with uh, joe's team being given a uh, high-paying emergency job to transfer a woman A naked woman in a cryogenic capsule because, of course, there's always a naked woman in a cryogenic capsule. Absolutely. Hello, Votums. (laughs) It looks like she's getting milked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With like weird nipple clamps for some reason because why not? The girl in the box is an anime staple. (laughs) So they're supposed to transport her to this planet called Mikola for a life saving operation because she's the. Daughter of the head of a major conglomerate, and uh, there's all sorts of political infighting in the company about who's going to run it. Mm -hmm. So Joe takes the job, and everything seems to be going well until uh, there's a little weird warp effect as they're traveling through space. And they find that their passenger is gone. And all evidence of having passenger are gone. They get picked up by the United Planet Space Force, who thinks that they're pirates. And they're arrested. And they get freed with some help from Joe's dad, who tells him that they're suspended for six months because of what they did. But Joe, being reckless and impulsive as he is, is not going to take that lying down. And an intelligence operative gives him a tip that leads them to this planet where uh, the immigration is not too strict. So the space pirates have taken up residence there. And once they get to this planet, they hear from the president, Bardola that the space pirates basically run everything. And uh, they're holding him by the balls by threatening to destroy the entire planet if he does anything against them, like calling the United Space Force. Mm -hmm. So he gives them information about the island fortress of the Big Murphy Pirates, and the team goes in with their ship, the Minerva. They do an underwater James Bondian infiltration, and the four of them split up to do a diversionary attack and try to everyone on. But uh, of course things get complicated. They all get captured. Some people get tortured. Some people are running around. Uh, Joe and Alfin, they manage to escape with uh, said naked woman and once she wakes up, it's determined that uh, she's not who they at all thought she was. (laughs) She's actually a scientist who's working with her pappy and he had developed a brand new uh, warp drive that uh, is supposed to make travel a lot faster, mm-hmm. but also has the side effect of allowing you to externally control another ship's warp, which, surprise, surprise, is exactly how she was kidnapped from the Minerva. Oh, of course. So Murphy, the, uh, the boss of these pirates, he uh, wants to take down Bartola and start using this machine. So, when all of these ships start attacking, he just starts basically, in essence, teleporting them into crashing trajectories into the ground around the capital city of the planet, which is pretty messed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it's it's a race to stop Murphy, but uh, one of his lunk-headed thugs named Rocky decides to... Uh, take advantage of the situation and shoots up his boss and his ugly little monster pet thing. Oh yeah. And decides that he's gonna be the boss. But he also shoots uh the scientist Matua while she's trying to disconnect the machine, and she does manage to disconnect the machine and then dies. Of course. <laughs> Can't live. But, you know, Joe and everyone, they have their names cleared and uh the horrible machine is destroyed, and they find out that uh, Bardola was double-dealing both sides in uh, Big Murphy's gang, so they do a nice sting on him and arrest him at the end of the movie. Hell yeah. So, Solbra, what did you think of Crusher Joe the movie? Oh my god. Crush! Uh- <laughs> Crush! <laughs> that is a transition.
3: Well, so. Needless to say, they crushed it. <laughs> um i i i had a i had a blast watching this i i guess i kind of had a an idea how whimsical it might be because i i've watched all of uh dirty pair years ago and that's from the same author um some say that they actually uh they're both in the same universe and you get a little bit of that, of that in this movie because of all the cameos that are in this movie whether it be from the dirty pair themselves or even a bunch of cameos uh from uh iconic gundam characters um uh, are well, the
2: uh-huh. the the dirty pair appear it has
3: a movie, a movie. A movie yeah. in this, but it's in a this not really movie, a cameo. So-
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's it's a cameo. What is that it? says
3: they, 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 it's been said that they're in the same universe because I I've believe there's some, there's some novels that actually cross them over and they've made appearances in the novels. In the anime, I can't say as much, save for their appearance. But also, Crusher Joe makes an appearance in the Dirty Pair animated series as well. Um, not as a not not live in par- character, but he was on a I guess some news program or something like that hey. in Dirty Pair. So they 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 cross paths. It's just that I don't know if there's like a an actual story where they're interacting. With each other for a very long time, but I'd love to see that. Um, watching Crusher Do- Joe, though, I was definitely uh, I, it, it. It really took me back to when you had We whims- had crazy anime movies like this, you know, from the way it starts. It seems like you know a caper movie, like a Lupin the Third in space. Except they're not really thieves, but they're people who kind of live outside of the law. You know, they do their own thing, and they don't give a damn about the and rules. no Fujiko, though. That, oh. That's, uh, no Fujiko. Alfin's, Alfin's cute, but she's no oh. Fujiko mine. Yeah, she's like a space princess peach. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as close as Alfin gets to anybody. But um, I like the crew. I like, I like uh, the different personalities. Their character designs are definitely reminiscent to uh, many other characters we've seen Yaw's draw. Um, you see uh, Joe kind of looks like a blend of Amaro and Shar. Has Shar's hair, but Amaro's face. It's kind of crazy. You've got Talos, who looks like Dozel. Kills me every time I see this man.
2: (laughs) He he doesn't look so much like, especially compared to. More like a Frankenstein. He looks like a. Talos looks like a Frankenstein. Rocky looks like an even dumber, more ape like version. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. That's right. Rocky kind of does look like that. I was thinking of Ricky. Yeah. Ricky looks like a kid version of Kai. Just a bit more, uh, a a bit crazier, I suppose. And then Alfin looks like your your typical uh, Yaz uh, female uh, protagonist, but um, I love the fact that they um they they have this chemistry together as a group, uh, especially when they're at the club and they completely ruin the disco,
2: <laughs> and 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 cause it to literally collapse in yeah. on itself. They crushed in it in a crazy fight with a bunch of douche bros. Oh yeah, that
3: fight was the best. And then um they get manipulated by that one that one uh, space police guy. I forget his name. What's that dude's name again? The uh, Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Bard. You got Bard, it. Yeah. You got it. He um kinda gets him in there. He's kinda like their contact, I guess, in the space police. I was hoping to see him again in uh the OVAs, but like uh, OVAs covered different stories, which is cool. But uh it was it was cool to see they had contact with uh Bard and then you find out at the end of the movie that it was all a conspiracy between uh Joe's dad and Bard to to kinda get them to get on the case and uh manipulate them into exposing uh the powers that be that were behind the whole warp drive. Uh, manipulation and heist and all that stuff. So I thought the movie played out well. I like the uh, the set pieces and um, I, I like Joe as a as a lead. He was very a very compelling lead. And um, you know when it came to leading uh, his team, I think that you know he has he has his own flair to it. But um, when he gets into confrontations with people, I, I always find his uh, his actions pretty whimsical, especially the fight in the um, in the garbage. I guess uh, the acid bath with the garbage uh uh oh, yeah. dumping area
2: where uh, oh <laughs> where that lady gets uh yeah, yeah. her comeuppance <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> talking all her mess and she ends up being melted yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's pretty bad he's also not afraid to pull the trigger man that fight in the forest with those two uh <laughs> those two um space pirates uh, the female included you know, hey, they, they, they were they were they were throwing down until that bear I guess showed up and just killed that one guy straight up. The movie is violent for those who don't know.
2: <laughs> it's
1: violent, but it's not
3: the ultra violence. No, so no, it's, it, it's not, it pretty, it's not it like
2: is, Ninja Scroll level. No, no, yeah. It's
3: not even not even close. But you will see but some But it is blood. violent, though. Yeah. If you're a a longtime Gundam fan, as as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of cameos from uh, iconography from Gundam for the most part. I I can only say I spotted two horrors in two particular scenes, but I'm sure there were more and I missed them. Um, I did see at the disco scene that on the back of someone's jacket, there was a little uh, chibi version of uh, Lala's face on the back of some dude's jacket. And then um, in one particular scene, and I thought I was seeing shit, but towards the end of the movie, there's a particular scene where a bunch of people are trying to escape. Um, this base and you see in the background Shaw running with some chick in a bikini that shit had me dying
2: <laughs> there's also a cameo by the uh old old school sunrise logo oh is this- the Nippon sunrise logo oh really when uh like, they're all falling, and Joe lands on a conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The the camera specifically yeah. focuses on a box that comes into about. frame, mm-hmm. and it's the, yeah. the
3: Nippon Sunrise logo. Oh, get out of town. I missed that completely. So, um... Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot going on when it comes to that stuff. Watching, watching this movie, it made me want to see more work actually directed by Yaz, honestly. Because he, he, he definitely can blend the series with the comedic. And you know he has kind of his own way of doing things. And after seeing how his heart work has just evolved throughout the years, I'd love to see him return to Crusher Joe sometime and give us like an OVA series or maybe even another movie, dare I say it. But um, other than that, I mean, uh, the movie's kind of long and it, you kind of feel the length in some places but you know um that's my main i guess if i had a complaint that would be my main one but uh i had a lot of fun watching this and i, I loved where it went i love all the twists and in the final confrontation with the president i thought was off the chain it's like yo this is this is going to the top levels man i love when conspiracies get on uh, on, uh unraveled and they put that they, they put it to that dude so uh i really like this movie and i'll turn it back over to you
2: guys neo what did you think
3: well, i've seen this a couple times before in the past, and
1: um, it you know it, I guess Sobro kind of hits it on the 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 head there it 's like you have the good blend of the seriousness and then just kind of the bonker stuff mm-hmm. um, that just makes it kind of. Not, not just like comedic, but more humorous and just kind of puts you, it's, it's not taking itself too seriously. I mean, this type of story, you think sometimes people could make it a little bit more, ser- you know, too serious. Like Joe could be really brooding and, uh, you know, and, and all this stuff. He, he does have his times when he's got kind of his weird sense of honor and stuff like that. But, and he's you know, an angry drunk. He is an angry drunk. But but you can see that like they kind of enjoy their life as what it is. It's like a lot of people are like, "Ooh, you're crushers," and these guys are like, "Hell yeah, we're crushers!" You know, this is, you know, this is a great life. And is the story of the movie gonna, you know, change the world of anime? No, it's it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty uh, paint by numbers story, and and a lot of the stuff is like, eh, you know, as as you as you sit and watch it, you're like, "Wow, that that wasn't really any big surprise," but just the way that it's kind of done, the way that the show kind of takes its um, itself uh, not too seriously. Uh, Like we said, good blend of it is violent, but it's not the ultra violence of the, you know, some of the earlier eighties works where it's just like, Hey, we can, you know, let's just make this ultra violent just for the sake of, you know, just violence because, you know, nobody's, we can't get enough violence on there. So um, yeah, the dynamic between, uh, Joe and his crew is is great. I actually, I actually, you know, one of the best things are the whole things with Ricky and Talos because you got like, you know, Talos is like the older man, and then of course Ricky's the younger kid, so you just got kind of like the the old young versus type of thing going on, and you know they're they're always messing with each other, but then you know you know they have they have their back and stuff like that, so. And of course, you have the weird. You have that weird stuff with uh, Alfin and Cho, where like she's madly in love with this dude, and you know he's just like he. He kind of seems like he is, and I and I think they are involved, but they're not. It's it's kind of weird. So it's it it, it's it's a very interesting thing. But um, yeah, that's. and of course, you know, the, the story of the weapon that can't get into the hands because it's going to change, you know, it's got the ultra destruction and, and things like that. Pretty, pretty interesting thing. But um, other than that, I mean, there's, I, I guess I kind of agree with Solbro. It, it probably is one, it might be maybe 10 or 15 minutes too long. Uh, you could have probably taken about maybe 10 or probably about 10 minutes out and not really, um, you know, hurt the story and and stuff like that but other than that it's very enjoyable so back to you chris
2: you know one of the things i love is uh just taking in this experience of these 80s theatrical anime at the height of the anime boom when you could have huge budgets and people just yeah. did any crazy thing because the sky was the limit and you know everybody was, every studio was riding high oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: and you see it in this
2: yeah the the types of movies these types of movies that don't like don't exist anymore uh, so it's a fun space romp obviously in a post- Star Wars era and as I was watching this I thought to myself you know this is this is a Sunrise production um, but it is exactly a prototype for Cowboy Bebop oh yeah, yeah. yeah
4: you it's know the identical has. setup you, know you have
2: a uh, main character who is uh, brash and impulsive mm-hmm. with his older partner who has cybernetic parts a woman, a kid, and a pet.
4: Yeah. That's but, true. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah,
2: And a ship. And they do jobs for money. The only difference is that uh, Joe's team is successful and respected. <laughs> yeah. Spike's crew is always on the verge of starvation and never makes any money because Spike causes so much collateral damage.
1: There's no beef in this broccoli.
2: <laughs> exactly. It's so all beef special. gotta imagine the beef but it's almost the exact same setup i mean even the whole thing of like interplanetary travel and all that just that you know the people in cowboy bebop have only settled the the local earth system Mm
4: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so it's interesting that uh bebop comes along 15 years later as the sort of spiritual successor to that type of story um
1: and you have like the, the government military force that everybody kind of, it's not as prevalent in Bebop, but you, you see that everybody's trying to stay. What is it? The ISSP. Everybody's trying to stay away from them. Kind of like the, you know, the, the USF in this one where it's like. You kind of bring him in at the last resort, (laughs) kind of like what Joe did. So Yeah,
2: so I enjoyed the interaction between Joe and his crew. He's exactly as reckless as you would expect from someone of his age. Uh, I love some of the set piece. I love the comedy, just the entire fight inside the disco.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, the movie is definitely long because it clocks in at about 2 hours and 10 minutes, but I never felt bored by it. I never felt no. the length of that movie. I suppose you could trim you could. maybe a good 10 or 15 minutes, but I was not bothered by the length. Uh, I enjoyed the conspiracy of the story and you know the fact that this movie pulls no punches that uh, – you know, you have your female lead who dies violently at the end to turn off the horrible machine, and you have pretty brutal deaths for all of the the villains for Big Murphy's yeah. uh, four goons. Whether it's being eaten by a space bear, mm-hmm. melting in acid, being shot up, or being smashed by a vehicle,
3: the acid. Oh yeah, the acid melting reminded me of uh, Transformers the movie when you saw the the Autobots or the um. Autobots melting the uh getting melted inside a Unicron it looked like this almost the same exact setup it's like wow this is
2: <laughs> this is this is gonna be 80s flashbacks <laughs> well, it's certainly possible it could have been some of the very same animators working on both movies very
3: much so Sunrise did work on Transformers the movie so it would it would definitely make sense and of course uh what is it um uh
1: Rocky's uh his shooting of that little like uh, Big Murphy's evil little pet, man. He's <laughs>
2: shooting that. Man, thing. he 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 was going for rook on that. Like he yeah, shot he that thing to Pieces, obliterated it's like that that, Pokemon. That, that, that thing,
1: that thing must have <laughs> pissed and shit on that man's bed countless oh, times. Well, it's, like, it's sort of rage. like
2: uh, like Big Murphy's little version of salacious crumb. Like yeah, annoying tag along creature that nobody likes. He's like Some I'm loves, gonna show this little loves. creature who's boss.
3: Yeah. Turn that Pokemon to mashed potatoes.
2: <laughs> But again, you know Rocky was horrendously stupid. Like you could just oh. hear it in his voice because he is voiced to sound as stupid as possible. <laughs> he is quite possibly one of the dumbest characters I've seen in yeah. anime. He's
3: a bit—he's a—he's a bit uh shortchanged on uh, IQ. <laughs> How he got manipulated so easily by that one chick too. I was like, okay, I'm glad she used him to her advantage, but that, sadly that turned on her as well.
2: Yeah. So we will move on to the Crusher Joe OVAs that were produced in 1988. There's two of them. They're about 50 minutes each. Mm-hmm. They still feature Yaz's character designs, but he did not direct them. They um, were instead directed by Toshifumi Takizawa, who has a pretty extensive mecha resume, including work on various Votomes... Um, Multiple Gundam projects, mm-hmm. Zabungle, and the director of one of our anime toilets, Neo Bistonwell.
3: Oh damn it. Damn. I guess you can't with them all.
1: <laughs> He's responsible for stick figure fighting.
2: Woo! Yes, he is. Which thankfully there's none of that in the OVA. No. What there is instead is crush. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I'll take Crush any day.
2: Over sliding. (laughs) (laughs) Paper (laughs) cutouts. Paper cutouts sliding across the screen. (laughs) Oh, my God. So these two OVAs are self-contained stories. The first one is called The Ice Prison. And it's uh, about this autocratic world, Curious, that has uh, an ice... Asteroid called Devli in orbit that is mined by prisoners, mm-hmm. and the asteroid is struck by a laser that transfers energy to the planet. So, the impact has altered the orbit of the ice asteroid, and it's going to basically uh, pull a Xeon <coughs> into the planet and kill everyone. Oh, yeah. So, Joe is called while on vacation to do this emergency job, and they accept. So, they ...meet with the right-hand man of Gelston, the cruel dictator who rules Curious with an iron fist. And they agree to go in and try to find some way to change the orbit of the asteroid. So they come up with a plan to bring in a lot of small ships and use their engines to boost the asteroid out of orbit... But then as soon as they uh, start putting the plan into motion, they get betrayed and the ships start exploding because, as it turns out, uh, there's a multi-planet space conference happening. And the curious people manipulated the situation and they just wanted to have the appearance to the rest of humanity that they put the effort into rescuing these political dissidents and sadly it was just a tragic loss but in reality they don't give a shit and (laughs) they wanted people to die and they don't care if joe's team dies with them but stubbornly joe survives and he meets up with the prisoners on the asteroid and they start working together to blast their way out while the rest of the crew have been captured and eventually they all break out joe and the prisoners escape from the asteroid before it's blasted to pieces by curious space fleet and uh, gelston is exposed as having lied and the story ends with the prisoners deciding to go back to their home world to fight and bring down galston after uh his right hand man was killed for being stupid enough to fire on the usf because yeah. he's a jerk <laughs> no. so nia what did you think of this ova
1: um i actually liked it a lot you know like you said it does bring up memories of uh zeon dropping um um you know dropping uh, asteroids on on the planet and stuff and once again you have um uh, kind of a uh conspiracy here you know it's like oh we don't want these guys to die, but really we don't give a crap, and uh, we see that you know that gelson has got um you know he's kind of just got kind of this iron grip dictator rule on these people, and um you know i I do like uh it's funny too because joe and his crew when they're on vacation because they're on like some like you know beach planet or something like that it's kind of funny where you know they they really don't want to do this job <laughs> and they're like and they're like we'll get you good money and stuff and they're like yeah we yeah but we're just really loving it here they really got to get kind of convinced to even take this job and you know, sometimes that's uh, with these type of movies where, or these type of shows where these guys are uh, kind of all trades or mercenaries like this. They always jump. You know, it's always like seeming like they can't get a job, but these guys are so good, they're always getting a job and they're, they're having the opportunity to have something here. and And they're like, no, we'd, we'd just rather, um. <laughs> we just rather.
2: I just want to chill. We've been doing a job for like two months. Yep. Yeah.
1: And, it, and that was kind of, that was kind of cool about it. It's like, you know, they really had to be convinced to do this. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, I think, uh, when it comes to length, perfect length for this type of story, once again, something that's enjoyable, you can follow, uh, it's, got a pretty you know it's got a beginning a middle and an end and it all kind of makes sense but it's not overcomplicated, and uh it still has traces (laughs) of the humor of course it has crush um in it but um it you know uh it just just a just another way because you know especially if you hadn't uh, seen if, if your first exposure was the the movies and I'd never seen the OVAs I've, I've only seen the movies in the past, uh, the movie in the past, but I had never seen the OVA and you, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you just, uh, here's another cool little adventure to go through. And, um, you know, I didn't notice anything when it came to the change of directors. Um, I think the spirit of what Yaz did in the movie, you know, was still met within this OVA So, um, you know, that that that's good to see. And like Chris stated, you know, this was back in a time when all of these anime companies were just flush with cash and and you see it with these uh you know, for an hour long, what, a little over an hour, maybe an hour long just
3: under an hour. Just under yeah. yeah.
1: I mean it's it's there's no real lapses in the animation or anything like that. So um definitely enjoyable watch and and something I, you know, gonna watch again in the future Cause, uh you know, It just kinda puts you in a good mood. Good good little adventure movie. So
3: back to you. Crush. Crush. Oh, I'm sorry. Crush. <laughs> Solbro. Crush. Okay. Well, it's good to see Jamatov Hyman getting more work. <laughs> yeah. That one that one uh turncoat jerk that hires them to uh to come out there to save the the space Chilean miners reminded me a lot of Jamatov, uh just with some cool glasses on, I guess. But uh, the cool thing I loved about this these OVAs, uh, especially this one, is how Joe just runs the team. You can see he's actually definitely yeah. he's more in charge in these OVAs than he is in even the, um, in, the, in the movie where he's kind of you know he just in the movie he, he makes decisions on the fly, but you know when they're in situations, you know he comes up with the game plan quick and uh, is able to implement it and, and get the team on on song, which yeah, I thought was doesn't, really
1: cool?: Doesn't the team actually have to talk him into really kind of taking this job too? Well, they were all strong armed into it, basically, by the. But, but, by the mm-hmm. but I know he really didn't want to do no, he it, didn't. but <laughs> I, I you think. You know, they, I,
2: with the movie, uh, they talk about, you know, how uh, he's still kind of new, new at this job. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, uh, you know, he wants his dad to recognize his, his skills and that he's not just using his dad's name. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have the impression that the OVAs, that some time has passed and that he's yeah. more experienced Absolutely. Yeah, I get that has grown into his leadership role. Definitely more. definitely
3: feels like they're, they're more veterans in the OVAs than uh than the than the movie where they're still on the come up. Um I counted about eleven crushes during those those crazy transitions. Uh, if you watch this over here, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> Crush <laughs> Yeah these guys didn't like it after a while but I actually No I just hated hate it. Was- I I
2: laughed out loud. It didn't something happen. <laughs> I was amused by it.
1: I, I I just I was going with it. I was like, you know what? Eh, this is fine. It gives it that extra little flair.
3: <laughs> but I mean, I I think the resistance to the new job is because of uh, as you guys mentioned, they spent two months bodyguarding some dignitary, yeah. And um, they were just starting vacation. There, they, they were settling in. They were seeing nice waitresses wearing pasties delivering their drinks. Man, yo, I know that uh, I know the Talos didn't want to leave. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he. he.
1: They definitely did not want to leave.
3: That exchange between Joe and Talos on the on the dock when they were just chilling there in the sun and drinking Coronas, and then he says to him, "It's like, so yo man, when are you when are you gonna get some action?" And then he tried and then Joe actually tries to be his the his his wingman and tried to get him some action from that waitress in, in the worst possible way, in the worst possible. Yeah. Way, but he, I I see his heart was in it though, you know, just Joe's game and all that solid. But you know, he was trying to get his boy some action and maybe you know piss him off at the same time. And it's like, yeah, man, Talos, take take the bait man jump at that man but uh you know he's he's an old timer man he's got his own style and that's what i dug about the conversation between them because you get to see the generations and how they differ between the two when uh you know how Talos is the old old the old salt and, and he's actually old. It's yeah. not like Ron Baral where he's like he looks old. Thirty five. He's, he's thirty
1: five. Like Talos is like I think he says something like fifty or sixty, something yeah. like he's that. He's been in the business
3: so, like forty years, like uh yeah. something along the lines of that. And it's like, Oh damn, well cybernetics are holding him up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
3: mean <laughs> when he when he's
1: saying I'm getting too damn old for this, he really means it. So
3: Yep. And also, you get to see more of the dynamic of the crew too, like between Dongo and uh, Ricky, and how how Dongo antagonizes yeah. everyone, especially Ricky, since he's kind of on the short end of the stick. And how how essential uh, how Alfin is to the crew, and how good a pilot she is too. I, I just overall, I, I I enjoyed the flow of these OVAs, especially when Joe was inside the uh, the, the 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 mine and helping yeah. the the miners escape, and his ingenuity during during that I thought was just well well displayed. So a lot of fun with this man. I had, I had a blast watching. Back to you, Chris.
2: All right. Well, you know what, uh, what I enjoyed about this OVA was uh, the continued conspiracy element, which goes to show between the movie and both OVAs, don't trust anybody in this universe. No. Ever. Oh, yeah. Holy God, no. <laughs> Everybody in this universe lies and misleads, and none of them are what they uh, claim Should to be. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't believe anyone. Don't take anybody at face value. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, these people on Curious, they're assholes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, of the First Order. Big time. And the whole idea of, you know, we'll just look like we care about rescuing these dissidents, but reality, we just want them to freaking die. That's pretty much it. It's pretty harsh. And that, you know, we don't mind sacrificing a Crusher team to do it, but unfortunately, they underestimate Joe due to his youth and ultimately pay for that in the end. And I like that the note they leave it at is, that the dissidents are going off on their own to fight Gelstan And that's, that's not Joe's fight. That's not his concern. That's not yeah. what he's there for. The fact yeah, that, that, that
1: was cool that they did that too. Yeah. Cause they said, know, easily
3: they wish him well, but it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we, we did what we came to do and we're out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we want to go back to our, uh, pasty planet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> back to Ryza. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Back to Ryza. So, then we have the second OVA, which is the final weapon, Ash. So we have an elaborate James Bondian opening where Joe's team is secretly hired by the president of Bandor, which is a planet at war with another planet called Communists. And the president doesn't trust his own military because. The war between these two planets is about to end, but there's a faction of hardliners who see that as a defeat and want to keep fighting because, of course, there's always someone like that. And there's a weapon called Ash that they developed as their ultimate weapon that can destroy all biological life on a planet. But it's on a ship that uh, was taken over by mutineers, and the officer named Tanya, who was escorting Ash... Has it. So they have to go to this abandoned planet, rescue her, and destroy Ash. Mm-hmm. While, if possible, figuring out who's the leader of the pro war faction in the military. Unfortunately, things go wrong as soon as they get to this planet because they encounter jerks from the Bandor military who trade fire and cause um, the Minerva to make a crash landing on the planet, but so too does this military ship. And then it gets even worse because. On this planet, it turns out that um, the military was doing secret investigations with automated uh, anti-personnel killing machines. yeah. And they were supposed to have been destroyed, but Mm. they actually were allowed to continue developing, and they've now evolved on their own to be perfect... Human killing machines, which I don't know about you guys, but gave me some uh, serious vibes of screamers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The movie? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. Based on about. the Philip K. Dick story of the same
3: name? Yep. I, they're probably inspired by that, too. Now that you bring that up, um, wouldn't surprise me. Hey, they also remind me a little bit of the balls from uh, <laughs> F91, except they will cut the butts. The butts, thank you. Oh, my God. i my getting my uh, terms uh, mixed up. But yeah, they remind me a little bit of the bugs. Oh, these are a little bit different, though, because they, oh, yeah, they, they, just they kill differently. To
1: but they attach to you and they, they self-detonate and they're replicating. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing that made it very scary was the fact that they were blowing people up but then it's like they, they're self-replicating. So they just
2: evolving with biochips oh. that are not part of their original design.
1: Oof. Yeah, those poor tank crews.
2: Yeah. <laughs> those those tank guys are screwed. God yeah. dang. It's, it's you like uh, keep that, keep deliverable that. hug you don't want to get. Yeah, pretty much. So we have uh, Joe's team splitting up and then it becomes both a race against time, and also a race against, um, the hell were these things called? Oh,
1: what the hell were they called? I forget.
2: <laughs> it's, always, it's something really kind of just... It's a common name.
3: Oh, they kept saying it, too. Damn it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, I'm trying to find it now, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So it's a race against, um, those machines, mm-hmm. and also when Joe reaches the spaceship, he has to fight all of the jerks who are pro-war and are trying to get a hold of it, and then manages to find out that the leader of the pro-war faction is the Grand Admiral of the Space Force himself for this planet. So it's a conspiracy that runs to the very top. So in this whole struggle, uh, Major Tanya, she actually turns on the Ash, so... Now you have everyone racing to try to get away, including um, this jerk guy who's finding them, and he gets taken down uh, pretty badly by cloakers. The, yeah, the cloakers. Thank you. Yep, the cloakers. And then the ship manages to, the Minerva just. Barely manages to escape uh, the massive wave of the ash as it envelops the planet and destroys all organic life, including the cloakers, because yeah. they contain biochips, yep. which meant they got trashed as well. So, sober, what did you think of this episode?
3: I got to say, it's probably the darkest of all the uh, of all the things that we. Um, all the Crusher Joe uh, uh, OVAs and movies that we watched, um, especially with the Cloakers and how they just took people out. How they would lasso their necks or their limbs and then clamp onto them and then blow up. You just see people's heads getting blown up because they're just clamping down on people's heads and limbs and stuff like that. It's just the stuff of nightmares. And uh, that's that's the kind of uh, stuff you'd see in uh, 80s anime. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> or about apocalypse. Heck yeah, man! Stop making that ch- that sh- that shit. But uh, uh, yeah, I I uh, I thought um, it was a nice uh, it was a nice setting for them to go into. And when they had to take on the Cloakers, how Joe's team would just just decimate those things with the quickness. Although Ricky got almost got killed like numerous times. <laughs> well they all kind of did though i know uh the person him and had- alfin actually got pretty close a couple of times yeah the man that handled the most of them was probably uh talos he was wrecking them shits every with one punch because of his cybernetics i love that shit It was so cool but um the the, the location was uh was was good um i'd like i tanya was i like the fact that she was um uh the focus for them to uh to rescue and whatnot but she was definitely in, in over her head and um there's this is one particular scene as they're escaping and uh Talos has her over his shoulder and then joe says to stop for a second and then they stop and then she's trying to give joe
2: lip and he just punches her right in the stomach the, the dramatic <laughs> punching for your own good to knock you out it's like i don't have time for this shit we gotta go
3: and and that's exactly what uh that's what he did man it's like Joe well, you can you can tell by
1: and and they, they display it perfectly because she's just like a, an intelligence officer so she's not really like a frontline soldier she's just there to de- to deliver the weapon and that's all she was really taking care of and mm. yeah i i thought that was pretty cool with that and yeah like you said joe had to knock her ass out but you know
3: just just joe is not taking any shorts in these and again running the team you know with uh like like clockwork man um and of course you get to see some of his piloting skills this uh episode as well as he's uh trying to uh, i guess as they're running their mission on the planet i just uh overall i like the flow of this episode and then of course the final set piece where tanya of course sets the ash to to explode was was uh, sensational I, i've got to say um especially when they had to escape and how everybody else is getting screwed over like not a man survived that whole endeavor except for uh joe and his team and tanya as they got off the plane it was nice to see that dick
2: commander get killed
3: oh god that was the best and how he just got screwed over by the cloakers too
2: <laughs> yeah and that, that guy man what a jerk he, he loses Ooh. an arm to a cloaker mm-hmm. two of his soldiers help him get into a helicopter and then he kicks He he knocks them away and lets them get cloaked. Exactly. Seconds after they save his life. It's like, good job how nice of you to take care of your men there bro no gratitude man they could
3: all work together to escape the planet but instead well he was just... he was so arrogant I mean at the beginning he's like
1: yeah supposedly the Cokers were gone but they really weren't and, you know they they got better and then it's just like you know the typical arrogance of like oh we think we got this deadly but, weapon but it's, it's such a
2: cool weapon like we can't let go of this idea
1: yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's you know we
3: never know when we might need this even though it could if we lose Why control,
2: control just, could it have yeah <laughs> you know,
3: typical uh uh, typical uh, over-ambitious military guys in in in, in mecha anime. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, this was a a, a good episode. Uh, I was sad to see this is the last thing we had to watch, but um, you know, it ended with a bang, quite literally. Crush, yeah, it, it, they crushed. Crush, it. crushed. <laughs> But it definitely ended with a bang, and I, it left me wanting to see more of this world. But um, now that you bring up, that, uh, now that Chris brought up that it um, definitely Cowboy Bebop kind of looked to be inspired by this. It makes me want to go back and watch that show again. There's always a good reason to go back and watch Bebop, and uh, thanks to... Bebop! Crushing. Bebop! <laughs> Cowboy! It was, it, was, it was good reasons to go back and watch that, but um, yeah, it was, this was a really good episode. I, I'll, I'll pass it back to you guys.
2: All right. So, you know, I thought that the uh, pacing was pretty fast, was pretty fast. I like the constant sense of danger you feel. I mean, obviously, you know that nobody on Joe's team is going to get killed by the Cloakers. But it's the suspense of how are they going to get out of the situation, not will they get out of the situation?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, what's cool, too, about this is... They get separated because it's like Joe and Talos, and then Alfin and, and Ricky, and they're kind of separated from each other as a team for most of the episode, especially when they're on the planet there. And I, it, that's a little bit different than the pre than the movie and the previous uh, OVA, where yeah they'd be separated at times, but for the most part they're working as a team. This one it was kind of like. They got separated. They're trying to get through this maze of stuff between the evil military and the Cloakers, and they finally get to back to each other at the end. That, I like that a lot, that aspect of it, too, is, you know, they're just... Th- these people are all skilled, and, and you know, you think of, like, Ricky and, and Alfin as, like, oh, they're probably just surviving because of, uh, you know, Joe's decisions and stuff like that. But we see that they're even able to you know, get out of a bad situation like this, even though Ricky did almost kind of kill himself a few times oh boy. stupidly, but <laughs> you know, what can you do? He's a young guy. So
3: he's still learning.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: He's learning to crush. crush. <laughs> he's, 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 he's only a crew.
1: He's not complete crush yet. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, the other, the other thing, as I mentioned before is, you know, everybody in space is a space asshole. Don't oh, trust damn. everybody anybody. Yeah. Everybody wow. lies.
1: One thing to take from this. <laughs> Everybody's
2: a jerk. <laughs> and uh, you know, as a broader comment on the Crusader universe,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it seems to be a pretty bad place because you have just all of these space assholes running all of these planets and being at war with each other and oppressing their people and killing people indiscriminately. It's like, man, what the hell can I the hell kind of system is this going on over here? <laughs> I feel like I feel like they need a, a, an Earth Federation to come in and uniformly oppress everybody. Yeah, they and the thing
1: is, is they're all corrupt and they're all oppressive to each other. So yeah, it's you know usually in things like this, like you said, it's just one big federation. But this one, it's like everybody's a dick. But I get kind of the feeling that it is like everybody's a dick, but then the real big dicks are the USF.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> probably so enjoyable thrilling romp it's a interesting story and you you definitely feel uh suspense in that last scene as the minerva is trying to escape the atmosphere of the planet and you see that energy wave growing ever bigger and catching up to them until finally there's that moment of high suspense when the wave stops expanding and they break free of orbit and escape so good way to pace it good way to edit it good way to establish that tension so uh as far as getting your hands on crusher joe there was a to disk set released on dvd many years ago by animago but unfortunately it's out of print and they have since Lost the license, so here's hoping that someday they relicense it or that someone like Discotech does a license rescue because this seems right up their alley and yeah, give it, it really a nice does. Blu-ray release because that is something I would really like to see. Oh, yeah, dude. By immediately –
3: you Know what it leads me to ask the question, and maybe this is how it was actually released initially. But, um, I hope to be wrong on this. But the movie when I watched it was in four by three, and I wanted I was oh, I'd like to know if uh, the actual legitimate release or, or the actual original release in theaters was actually um, more cinematic in, in its uh, in its in its ratio. I guess I we believe
2: can... what I saw was 16 by nine. So, saw, oh wow,
3: well, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was too, I didn't think it was four by three. I saw 4, it looked uh, like it was widescreen. The movie that I watched was in four by three sadly so if it is in 16 by nine or in uh, any other cinematic ratio uh, i look forward to seeing a blu-ray rip where uh that'll be the case so or a blu-ray a blu-ray release that'll be the case so fingers yeah, crossed a, a Blu- blu-ray rip for you to pre-order yeah yeah there you go for me to pre-order sir
2: <laughs> but yes. I, would, I would love to own this honestly i would and uh, I, I would too but yeah. unfortunately it's not cheap um, on wow. Amazon Marketplace, it goes for minimum hundred dollars.
3: Ooh! I will say this: my our our, our friend and part of Shinjuku, uh, Mr. Lee Majors, actually owns the movie, and he yeah. loaned it to me a while ago. I never got the chance to watch it before I had to give it back, but I'm glad to finally watched it now for uh, for Gundam, and uh, I recommend it to anybody who wants to check it out.
2: Yes, and uh, you know if you do want to see it and you can't afford to get the out of print DVD, then you know there there is the Methods Network. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> The ever reliable methods. <laughs> so Rich, that is really the probably the only way to see it right now. Pretty much. Until someone relicenses it and then at that point, of course, please support that release, Absolutely. whoever does it. here you're right
1: though. This is something up Discotech's alley too. Mm-hmm. Like I really it's really surprising because I know this show has a – I know in the past it had a pretty good following. Yeah, and the, the yeah. novel series has been – well, the last book was in 2005. Well, I'm not – but I'm, I'm just talking about – I'm talking in the U.S., though. this is yeah. a, the, the, When this stuff came out years ago, it had a good following. Sure. And Crusher Joe had a really good following in the U.S., so yeah. I'm really kind of surprised it hasn't well, been rescued Discotech by
2: Discotech is doing a Blu-ray release for Venus Wars, which as we yeah. know – our coverage that Yaz directed that as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll, they'll yeah. pick it up. We'll just have to wait and see for when they do one of their uh classic uh Facebook bombardments. Oh. They <laughs> announce like a zillion things all at once on Facebook. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what did they announce now? Oh my god, this and this and this and this. What <laughs> this too? What?
3: Well, New York Comic Con is this week. Maybe they'll be there and maybe they to make some more announcements, man. Fingers crossed.
2: And uh one of their titles has uh, hit the shelves. Uh that that we reviewed uh, good old Oh gosh. yes, Yes. <laughs> Because Sobro, uh, w- mm. where are you going? And when, when are you coming home? <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so to wrap up, let's do some ratings uh, first for the movies. Neo, what do you give the movie? Um, I'd have
1: to give it four out of five. Uh, <laughs> Rick
3: Disco's? <laughs>
1: four out of five Bear Claw's.
2: There you go. So bro, what do you give this one?
3: I'd give it a 4.5 four, 4. out of 5 LSD warp
2: drive uh, bad trips. <laughs> yeah, it was a. It yeah, was a that, that trippy warp drive, yeah. it reminded me a lot of um, the original Star Trek movie when they hit the wormhole. Yes. Oh. It seemed like it was the exact same effect that like they just copied it from, from Star Trek.
3: I was thinking. Probably. It, I, thought they, I thought they're about to roll it to the event horizon. <laughs> that was pretty trippy. <laughs> Where's my eyes at? <laughs>
2: I'm going to give this one four out of five shot-up space monster pets. That's what's up.
3: Mm. (laughs) Reduce the mush.
2: Yep. And for the OVAs
3: collectively, Sobro, what do you give them? I will give them four out of five space Chilean miners.
2: Neo.
1: Gosh, since since the second one's so good, I'm going to have to give it four out of five. Don't do cloakers. (laughs) <laughs> don't build cloakers
2: yeah robot apocalypse
1: it is robo apocalypse and,
2: and they, and they became by is that separate episode uh tome
1: i think it is because it, it's it, a cautionary it has, tale It has a cautionary tale of not only robots going awry but robots taking biological form too that makes it and, even worse.
2: And opening their hideous faces and exploding you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nightmarish. I mean, at least with the bugs, it's like they had self-preservation in them and they just saw you up into many bits. But these things, man, they didn't care. Oof. Yeah.
2: yeah. I will give the OVAs four out of five space assholes. Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> there's so
1: many.
2: Yes, there are so many.
1: It's, yeah, but believe us, there's more
2: than five assholes in these things. <laughs> yeah. He just had a cap it at five. <laughs> so that will uh, put an end to this anime spotlight. Check out Crusher Joe. the have to, through the Methods Network. It is classic anime space adventure that you will enjoy. Crush, so, crush. <laughs> 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 That's <too. laughs> it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
0: I'm David Kay, a.k.a. the voice of Professor X from that old series, X-Men Evolution. And you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Logan? Logan, where is Storm? Kill it a comfort team. Are you a fan of Gundam, Robotech, or Transformers? Well, you should check out Gundam at MAHQ. A wonderful
4: source to learn about the
0: Autobots. Yes, and once I learn about them, I will be the leader of the Decepticons. What was that, Starscream? Nothing, Lord Megatron. Nothing at all.
3: We're looking for a few good new types. Over the last couple of months, the Gundam Nation has been getting together to play Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus. We call those sessions EX versus the Gundam Nation. We as a group recently upgraded to the sequel to Extreme Versus, known as Full Boost. We're inviting you to come on out and play the new game with us even if you don't have the game you can watch our live stream and also join in the conversation that we hold on skype during the stream as well it's not only a gaming session but a social event for mecha and anime fans as well if you have the game you can add the psn id the gun nation which is the tag that we use to network all the players for the sessions also make sure to add to your skype the contact of Shinjuku-Station so you can have a chance to join the Skype conversation during the stream if you want to watch the stream live. Make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash fighters ready and follow us there so you can be alerted to when our streams begin. If you missed any of our sessions, head over to youtube.com slash GundamMAHQ and you'll find a lot of our sessions that we've already had archived there. Just be in mind that the conversations held in these sessions may not be safe for work. For more details on the event, make sure you visit Gundam.net and click on the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. If you enjoy the game, the podcast, or Gundam in general, then you owe it to yourself to come on out to EX versus the Gundam Nation. We'll see you there.
0: Welcome, Martini. Shake and stirred. Do I look like I give a Gun- damn?
3: Crush! Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. You've been listening to episode 170. And in this episode, we we waxed. Uh, romantic about uh, Crusher Joe the movie from 1983 and the OVAs from the late 80s definitely if you haven't checked them out find some way to check them out a good watch especially if you've been wanting to see some uh, classic anime from the 80s man it's a whole lot of fun but uh, before we wrap things up uh, I want to let you guys know um, this episode there isn't going to be any mailbag because we ran kind of long um, definitely check next episode I believe we'll be getting around to the mailbag Now that we have closed out The uh, the old timey man It has been put to bed <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the train And be out.
3: prepared for the coming of the
1: Cade <laughs> The Cade timey
2: Yo the Cade timey
3: No <laughs> Please I don't, don't
2: I don't know if Chris can, can handle that do, you <laughs> not actually, do not actually send me those things Oh,
3: yo, they, They're already sending them in <laughs> Much. I think I found a new old timey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! They're
1: just—they're just they're just going to bombard you with uh, Mark Wahlberg quotes from all his movies. Oh
3: my gosh! As long as this diggum from the the party, it's <laughs> good. That's Sergeant <Archett> Digman <laughs> That's what they I'm actually they
1: actually been showing that movie lately on the movie channel.
2: I'm the guy who does his job. <laughs> I think you should go fuck yourself. I just fucked your mom.
3: How was she? What was it? I, I your sister. That's ball. How was she? How was she? Oh, Dignam, you're the best. But um, hey, last man standing. Yeah, he, he kind of was, but pretty before, much was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we close things out, though, check out these websites when you have time. Head on over to where the magic happens: mahq.net. Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net, where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal Bear of the South, Pomo Pop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash gundammahq. YouTube.com slash chaos theater YouTube.com slash fighters ready youtube.com slash shin station fight tube and youtube.com slash shinjuku station last but not least make a beeline to shinjuku station's home for live streaming that's tinyurl.com slash shin station every week we stream live with anime commentaries like shoji romero's anime movie night and live podcasts like our new show barbecue night Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash shinstation and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And that's it for Gundam at MHQ, episode 170. We'll see you guys next episode.
0: Shocking. Which brings us to now! Moonzo was trying to rebrand itself by calling itself Zeon! The Audacity! Spearheaded by those zabi swine who were responsible for the murder of Zeon Daikun. There is no doubt in my mind that your father was clearly poisoned. They gave him small doses of poison over time to weaken his heart until finally he... Hmm. Come in, Miss Artasia. You have such perfect timing! I've already heard the poison story. <laughs> Edwa, I don't feel good. What?
4: Do you think you're getting sick?
0: <sighs> you have a fever. There's a chance it's just a cold. You should take some medicine and go to bed. Master Caswall! We need to schedule your next lesson! His name is Edwa now. And you should really start calling me Salo Boy, oh boy. Being able to watch little ones grow up is a blessing. However, at the same time... Hmm? What is it? I beg your pardon, but you have a visitor, sir. Oh, he's here!
3: Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.
0: To see the same eyes in different people. I see your eyes. I know your eyes.
1: Follow me.